grab me a beer and grab him a coke We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes And please don't mix it up cause he done sobered up Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds And Brandon says here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy Brandon says here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. So one of my favorite things to do when I was out drinking, doing drugs, running and gunning was to hang out with friends and reminisce about old stories, share crazy insights and just be an overall great drinking buddy. I'm sober now, but that's still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out and talk shit, talk shop and reminisce. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no different. I am joined by my friend from the West Coast, co-founder of the Anulo Network, podcaster extraordinaire, overall smart, intelligent man, Farzad. What's going on, man? Thank you, sir. That is quite the intro. How's it going, buddy? It's good. It's good. So um, plug everything up front. I know you have the podcast network, plug all that stuff and uh, all your social media, anything you want the people to know about. Yeah, so you can follow the network at uh, anulo.co. Uh, our merchandise is shop.anulo.co. Sorry, I got we have a little bit going on that I, I immediately got triggered into. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, our podcast network. We have uh, four shows. Uh, this there's uh, Anulo, which is our flagship, where five of us: uh, Greg, uh, Scott, Kyle, and Joe, and I do a weekly podcast. We stream it on Twitch. Uh, and then there's uh, Who Does a Pod, which is currently on hiatus. There may be a season two. You don't tell you didn't hear that from me. Uh, and then uh, our famous uh, sports podcast featuring uh, Joe and your me. host, here, Brennan Tassif. And uh, we also have a science, a neuroscience podcast by uh, friend of the show, Amiel Moreno and uh, Leah Krevet. Um, and that comes out bi weekly. Okay, so plug. Do you want to plug any of your social media up front? Oh yeah, you can follow me on social media anywhere at Doing It for Science. Um, usually doing on it for Twitter. science. Yeah, Doing It for Science. Usually it's uh, me shit posting on Twitter, or uh, usually like me eating food or beer or uh, traveling is my uh, Instagram mostly. Okay, well that's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I did. This is so a couple things right up front for everybody. It was a running joke um, on the network how I've only had Joe on because uh, he's my co-host for the other show. And then uh, I, you know, we moved to New York. I kind of got unpacked. And then I was like, oh, I don't have a, an episode banked for this week. And I was like, wait, Farzad's always bitching that he hasn't been invited on the show yet. Let's get Farzad on. And yep. here you are. Indeed. The dreams have finally come true. <laughs> So um, I kind of wanted up front wanted to talk to you about uh, just how you founded because the Anulo Network is a newer thing. It was founded during the pandemic. That's how I met you and Joe and Scott by Scott and Greg and everybody. So I kind of wanted you to go through how the happenstance of the whole thing, how it worked, because I know we all listen to the after disaster. I've had uh, Ty Ty on. I've had uh, Mike Carano on. Anderson's coming on this month. So that's something oh, we all I had. Hope in- he's not too busy. that's something that we all had in common. And then we started doing those Friday night zoom calls during the pandemic, which we got through on Facebook and then just take it from there of kind of how all this spawned. Yeah. So, uh, basically it was just 
I was sitting around bored, at, like, as soon as, like, the pandemic started, like, early on, and I'm like, well, I, I'm gonna be, like, stuck at home, I wanna, like, be social, uh, and I think it was, like, some YouTuber I was watching did, like, a trivia thing, and, uh, I, like, texted Greg, I'm like, hey, man, you wanna do some weird, like, Discord trivia? And so, yeah, he joined, and we had a good time, and I'm like, hey, let's, what if we do, like, a Zoom, and then we can just invite other pabs and just hang out on Friday nights because nobody's doing anything. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's, I thought I found it interesting because, so for those of you listening, Farzad and I have been listening to the after disaster since its inception, right? Have inception, you been there from the beginning? Yeah, I was, okay, yeah. I was a paid member of the, uh, Loveline podcast. And so I got like early, like early access to the ADs initially. Okay. And I remember listening to the film vault way back when, and Anderson mentioned, he was going to start a new podcast with Mike Carano or he was going to start something with Mike Carano. And then he was like, Oh, well, I think we're going to try to do it after Loveline." So I started listening at episode zero or episode one, something like that. And so you and I have been around from the beginning and then, but I was living in Florida at the time and obviously Loveline and the after disaster and all that's based in California. So you actually personally, like had met the guys so you knew them you knew a few of the the bigger fans like greg and scott by scott like people who were associated with the show you had met right. way years prior to all this yeah yeah we'd met like i think uh greg and i initially met at a grouper screening okay um i think like i forget which one it was but i think, I think he's we saw each other like a bunch of times at like a bunch of the screenings and so with that what's that's how we me and greg connected Okay, um, and then you guys got on the Discord and then just kind of figured, well, let's just invite everybody? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, initially I was like, yeah, Greg, let's post it to the Facebook. I wasn't really using Facebook at the time. Greg was more plugged in. And so he blasted it out and people started sh showing up and that was the sort of, uh, from that, yeah, uh, I think on a one drunken night, uh, Joe wanted to do a podcast with Brennan um, and then somehow it got changed to Kyle and... Yeah. <laughs> well, that was one of the big things. I uh, it was a running bit for a while, but I was super pissed because I obviously am sober, but everyone was like hammered, and it was like three in the morning, my time, so it was midnight your time. But everyone was kind of getting like a little sauced up, and then I remember we all oh, we started talking. Sauced. Yeah, and then we started talking about doing a podcast, and I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea," and I I was like really pitching it hard, and then I left. Because I was on the East Coast and it was getting late, so I left. And then come to find out the next week, you guys had like started one without me and you guys. And I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and so Joe ended up, Joe felt bad about it. And then everyone was getting pissed because, so we started doing the disc, uh, we started doing the uh, Zoom call. And I came in, I think, in the second week. I really didn't say anything. And then by the third or fourth week, I was like, it, it was like a thing that I did every single week was hang out with you guys. And then I think I like I was super pissed initially, like jokingly, but I was kind of mad. And then Joe and I were always talk sports on the Zoom and everyone would always be like, oh, my God, seriously, you guys. So then we started doing cheers from the press box a few weeks after you guys started a new low. But it's interesting because the whole premise of a new low is basically a spinoff, obviously, of the after disaster. But it's just I mean, you guys have bits and, you know, things like that now, but. When it first started, you guys would just all like talk over each other and cut each other off and never finish stories. And yeah, it was as though we were like birthed from the same show. It's so we had the same DNA at first. Uh, we've sort of gelled 
there's some like initially yeah the first few were kind of disastrous but now it's <laughs> yeah. like sort of streamlined we've got like show bits and like segments now and it's it's a pretty streamlined thing it's, it's and the other the best thing too is that uh the best thing to come out of the whole zoom and everything like yeah the network is and the podcasting is fun uh we recently did a uh trip to vegas and oh yeah like, talk about that yeah, that was uh, it, it. Was a great time. We uh, it was nice to actually meet the guys in person, and just we all side note, like... side note for all the listeners, I don't mean to interrupt, but again, just like the fucking original podcast, you guys planned a trip to Vegas in the middle of my fucking move. Yeah. So yeah, I remember yeah. when Vegas got brought up, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm down to go to Vegas." And then again, like two weeks later, it's like, "Yeah, we're going to Vegas these dates." And I was like, "You guys know when I'm moving? Like, why would you do that?" <laughs> It's just like, I guess it's a constant thing where you have to shaft Brandon, Brandon somehow. Yeah, it was. So twice twice now it's been, I've been on board 100%, like pushing the idea, and then I get I get screwed out of it. So yeah. I'm very, uh, what is it, Steve Wozniak to your guys' uh, Apple. What's his name? Uh, fucking Steve uh, Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So um, the Vegas trip, let's get into it. So you... You have no qualms about uh, drink. You love to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do imbibe in the alcohol, and then you also, uh, you know, you dabble here and there when it comes to different other illicit substances. So you have quite a few stories. But before we get into the ones that you sent me, I wanted to talk about uh, the Vegas trip. So, what were kind of the highlights? Because for those listening, the old way of podcasting is obviously everyone would get together and you'd invite your friends over, or you know, you you would invite guests on and do it in person. But now with the pandemic, we all were doing everything over Zoom. So, you know, you get a decent mic and a recording device. It sounds like everyone's in the same room, so it's not a big deal. But you had never actually met a few of these people in person. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I had met uh, I had met Joe and I hadn't met Kyle in person. Uh, Scott I'd met briefly, but I'd never really, like, really hung out with him. Yeah. Um, well, and then yeah, Amiel and uh, you you'd met Emily before, though, right? I had brief, yes, I'd, oh, so yeah, Emily I'd met before, we'd hung out, um, and Amiel I'd met briefly at the uh, AD 500. Okay, which was in, uh, <laughs> in Vegas. That was also in Vegas, yes. <laughs> I do have my shirt from that. Oh, there you go, yeah. I didn't go, but I have a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the highlights of Vegas? Because I, I remember seeing a lot of the pictures in it. It kind of it kind of warmed my cockles when I saw it, because it was kind of cool to see everyone hanging out and... You know, I was sorry I missed it, but you know, not that sorry because I'm I'm now living in New York City, so it's not it wasn't that big yeah, of a no, loss. It's, it's, it was worth it, yeah. It was a, uh, an interesting trade off. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know uh, it was it was a great time. Uh, we spent a lot of time in Scott in Scott's room, uh, most mostly smoking. He had like a suite, didn't he? He had he had like a patio that they actually had a little ashtray there for us, so it was great for us smokers. Okay. Um, Scott, who is not a smoker, uh, was trying to smoke a cigarette, uh, <laughs> and then for the rest of the trip, he was just having an unlit cigarette in his mouth for to, to join there us. There you outside. go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hates were absolutely wonderful. Uh, so that was like the first time we all like hung out together was at the New York New York pool, and uh, everybody was already a little tipsy when I got there. So okay. Uh, it was, it was, everybody was just filled with love and Mr. Hate is such a big hugger. 
Uh, especially when he's drunk. Like, all he wants to do is hug, and he's just, he's exactly like he is on the Zooms. Like, he's like, come here, brother, I need to give yeah. you a hug. Like, he's it's, it's the best. Um, he was also, like, kind of like your country boy bumpkin, because he just kept, like, standing in the pool, looking at the, ho- looking at the New York, New York building, like, wow, these buildings are so tall. <laughs> <laughs> I actually find myself doing that. Everyone says, you're not a New Yorker until you stop looking up, but... I every time I turn a corner, I'm I always feel like uh, that scene in Gladiator where I'm like, I didn't know men could build such things because it's <laughs> it's pretty insane, especially because yeah. like where I work now, obviously we don't mention where I work, but I work in a pretty nice restaurant in Tribeca. But the train I have to take dumps me out right at the World Trade Center. So oh, you, know, you walk by the memorial and stuff, but then you walk by the Freedom Tower. And if you stand like right near it and look straight up, it makes you so dizzy because it's so tall. <laughs> Damn. All right. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where I, I can understand where, where Mr. Hate's coming from, where I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, I Jacksonville's, you know, the downtown isn't obviously like a massive city, but it's got tall buildings. But being in New York is a totally different animal. So I, I, I could I could see him being in Vegas at New York, New York, being like, what is this? What is this? Yeah, it, it was kind of like that. It's, and like on the uh, on like the Ferris wheel, he was like enjoying himself. Yeah, we did. the We ended up doing the high rollers the following night. Uh, or was, no, it was that night after the pool. Never mind. I got my see. Yeah, it was just all a blur. Yeah, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Joe could not handle his heights at yeah, all. Yeah, he's so not he good at heights. <laughs> he was just sat down the whole time, even though he ca- he came outside and I guess he was sitting on the patio bench because uh, he was on, we were on the Scott's room was on the 69th floor. Ironically, oh wow. Yeah, uh, his room number was also AD. It <laughs> was very fitting. <laughs> 69 AD. There you go, baby. AD. Yeah, it was, it was, and that was like taller than the uh, high roller on being on that patio. Oh, really? Yeah, you could like see over it. You could see clear over it. It was like and Joe. Stu- Joe had no problem on the patio, but when it came to the high roller, he wasn't having. Well, he it. didn't. He, he was freaked out that me and Emily were like in between the bar, the the suicide bars that yeah. the wrench. They were just hanging out there doing like gymnastics. Oh god! And they were I'd like freak the fuck out. <laughs> they were like not having any of it. God, that's terrifying. Uh, but so there all is a video. All, that, yeah, it was it was wonderful. Sorry, there is a video of uh, Joe and Scott singing uh, Maroon Five together, and it is absolutely hammered? adorable. Were they hammered? Uh, yes, one hundred percent. Of course they were. Love it. I love it. So, like you said, with the network, that's something that's been going strong. You guys have over a year now under your belt, correct? Yeah, we're we just did episode sixty one, I believe. Okay, uh, we posted that uh, last week. So yeah, it's been. It's been over a year. We have we've got a good we've got a th- good thing going. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's fun too because I I know this just from my experience with Joe and some of the dealings with the network. But sometimes in the Discord or on Twitter, you, every, some of you guys seem like you're fighting constantly. And then we when we all jump into the chat, it's like, oh no, we're this is just theater of the mind. Everyone's just yeah. messing with each other. No, we're all just, yeah, exactly. We're all just messing with each other. Uh, you, that, that was like the funny thing. It's like at the end of it, Joe wanted us to pose for like our match pick and it was just like <laughs> oh yeah it was pretty funny like we were like oh yeah we forgot that we were doing we were supposed to fight <laughs> well you did mention earlier when you uh, <clears throat> excuse me when you were talking about your instagram you do like to travel mm-hmm. and since i um on the bonus episode if you're not on patreon go ahead and subscribe on patreon and you can listen to the bonus episode where joe and i break down um the move to new york city and the the hell hellscape that that was but I did. You sent me a list, which I appreciate. I did want to talk to you about some of uh, the travel drinking stories you had on here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I want to start with the furthest one away, which was Germany, Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. 
You just put locals bar, and then what is this? A gut stute? Gutistuta, yes. Okay, so, so what is that? Uh, part of my so one of the benefits of my real job is I get to go to a lot of uh, different conferences, and this particular one happened to be in Frankfurt. Uh, and my boss at the time, we were just looking for a place to drink, uh, after the conference. And so he looked up a place on Yelp and he's like, yeah, this is not too far from the conference center. And, you know, looking at the pictures, it seemed like a normal bar. Uh, and there's doesn't just, doesn't it always, that, doesn't it always yeah, seem like a fine. normal bar? Totally normal. And yeah, but then, and then there's a picture of a taxidermy horse with this, uh, bald old guy just like laughing. We're like, oh, okay. That's a little creepy, that's but creepy. all right, whatever. Uh, so we're like, all right, sure, let's go. The, let's go there. We show up, and it's just like an apartment complex, and like this uh, completely vined-in garden. And we're like, all right, is this the place? And it's like in between the vines, you can kind of see like the sign for the Guta Stuta. And so we walk in. We go to the this basement of this apartment. So wait, building. is that is that the name of the bar? It's the name of the bar, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought and it was so we, like we some think weird any of thing where you got shit on or something. No, no, yeah. We were just like, <laughs> okay, Gucci suit or whatever. And so we're like going into the basement of this building. We walk in, and it's this tiny little basement. Half of it is taken up by this giant taxidermy mare. Okay. Which we come to find out that Gucci suit means good mare. And it's <laughs> and the old man is the bartender. Oh, wow. <laughs> And there's no there's no seats at the bar. There's swings hanging from the ceiling, as like for your seats at, to to uh, saddle up to the bar. And there's like barrels you can sit at. And the little garden in front is like their little patio area. And it's just like enclosed with all these vines. And there's like these ta- picnic tables and everything. And so he's like this very you know angry German man, as you'd expect. You know yeah. whatever, being racist <laughs> against Germans. It's uh, okay. It's Germany. You can do that. We walk in, we're like, yeah, can we get, like, you know, some beers? And the beers are, like, a, a euro. Like, every, like a t- tall glass of beer, one euro, which is a dollar. Like yeah, like a dollar at 50, the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we were just, like, throwing, like, euro coins down. He was just bringing us beers. Um, and so we were just having a good time. And one of my colleagues shows up. He had brought his uh, daughter with him, who was 14, Aww. I think at the time. And so he was like, yeah, I know it's legal here, but you ain't drinking. I'm sorry. I'm not dealing with yeah. your drunk ass. So you're only getting water. And so uh, they go down to get uh, some beers and a water. And they like, he comes back. He's like, dude, that guy gave me like the dirtiest looks. He just kept going. We like kept asking him for a water. And he's like, hey, huh? like, yeah, uh, water of officer. And he's like, he kept giving us the stank eye. And like, he reached the back of the fridge and pulled out like the, dustiest bottle of water you could find and pours like a tiny glass and he hands it to us just giving us like the weird stank eye and i'm like oh that's weird and so it comes to my turn and i go down to get around and um we kept telling like his daughter about the uh uh the the horse and like with the swings and stuff so she yeah. comes down to come check it out with me and um i do the same thing i'm like yeah can i get some beers and uh a water and same thing he goes like hey eh. And I'm like, uh, uh what water f- for the lady? And he goes like, oh, oh, he oh, thought you oh, guys were her. okay, yeah. So and then he like pulls out like a, a a fresh bottle of sparkling water and is like champagne and like pours her a giant glass and hands it to her. And it was so like you thought just, your friend was trying to punk out and like he was just getting a water instead of a beer. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. What yeah, a apparently was dick. <laughs> 
So then he was like all about it, and he was like, okay, okay, and he like brought champagne. So, yeah, it was, and it was yeah, yeah, it was just like amazing locals place. Like they, he had like a sixth sense to for like the locals. Yeah. Um. Whenever they're like their t- the drinks would hit like a certain amount, he would just appear with fresh drinks. Oh wow. Um. It was crazy. It's it's a beautiful little bar. We went back like another. Um. I went back last time I was in Frankfurt. I was like, yeah, I gotta go to Gudastuta. The place is fucking awesome. How many times yeah. have you been to Frankfurt? I think I've been there twice. Is it twice or three times? No, twice. Yeah. Okay. Did you end yeah. up like doing anything like stupid while you were at Gutistuta? Uh no, just getting that was like the only thing. It was a guy that's just like this this weird, like old, angry, like German man yeah. who just is like but also is like had a has a beautiful heart. But yeah, well, it's just, like weird. That's a weird thing you. too, because I obviously I don't travel very much for work like when i when i was like a traveling trainer and stuff it's different because you work in like the weird the real corporate world with you know your day job so is it is it one of those things where when you go to conferences because i remember like i said when i would go to open a new store or something like that like we're in the service industry so we'd all get fucked up and do drugs and no one batted an eye because that's just what we do work hard play hard baby but because you have like a very you know buttoned up job do you have to still be on your best behavior or does it get wild sometimes when you guys do the trips oh yeah no we still have to be on our best behavior but pretty much everybody in management um is drinks uh, like there may or may not be a boss who dropped my name at a local bar here in san francisco to get some free uh, martinis oh really um so it's 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 a very we have a healthy uh, drinking culture. And so usually at conferences, usually they're like wheeling and dealing at these like bars and stuff. So we'll like run into, uh, you know, a, a lab director who's like talking to someone really high up in the government. And we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just sit over here and not. In, oh, not, I not, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, so they're making moves and stuff. They're at, making at the moves. And stuff. So it's part stuff. of the job there to like, especially at conferences to like, it's, it's a nice little lubricant for everybody to like meet, share ideas. And like, it's, research too so like it really helps to get researchers drunk and get them to like argue uh um, yeah and then you can just leave and have your own conversation <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so you guys never <clears throat> never go off the rails i may have done something uh, once but i i may have uh accidentally called i was flirting really hard with a uh, uh with a with someone higher up and Ended the conversation, I think, by using a by calling her darling or something. And uh, these are not I, people because I I know what you do. Obviously, we're leaving it vague uh, for the yeah. listeners, but you work. Let's just say um, I work in research. I'll just put yeah, it that and, yeah. and research um, maybe for people that are very powerful. So I don't think darling is a term that gets thrown around. Too no, much. you don't. You don't <laughs> say that to someone who could potentially be uh, paying for your research. Yeah. So, uh, hey, that tuts. Was... Hey, hey. Let me talk to you real quick. Uh, I was... need a grant to do this. So, <laughs> why don't you cough it up there, Tootsie Roll? Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty embarrassing. So, I think the following year I made myself very scarce at the conference around her. Yeah. Um, and then I think yeah, the following year you got to year... see him again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like I think and then the following year I think she was there with her husband. And, uh, oh yeah, I, yeah. And so then I was, I introduced myself, and she's like, you know, I remember. I'm like, yeah, I, I just want to say I'm really sorry. I, I didn't mean anything by it. I, I genuinely apologize for my behavior. 
That's so funny because you're dealing with such powerful people that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I do that sometimes, too, working in some of the restaurants that I work in because they are, you know, fancy schmancy places. And sometimes I'll have guests come in and they'll be like you're talking about. They're, you know, they're doing a deal. They're, you know, making moves. They're selling a company, buying a company, acquisitions, hostile takeovers, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes I forget and we'll get to like chatting like, you know, I, I'll never engage a table unless they engage me. But if we start to talk, sometimes I forget that. Oh, yeah, I'm the server that we're not friends. Right. And it's very easy to kind of be like, yeah, so totally. And like get into something and then they look at you and you're like, oh, yeah, sorry. I can space this whole this whole interaction. Yeah, no, it was it was very embarrassing. And uh, yeah, it was it was not not, not oh, fun. You, you got to because the field that you work in. You, every conference you go to, she's probably there, isn't she? Uh, thankfully, I only got to see her. There's Well, this was like a particular conference that happens once a year. So okay. uh, it's the only place where I, it's the big one where everybody like uh, meets, sees each other. Oh, okay. Uh, I see and what you're so saying. that was, yeah. And uh, so that was, thankfully, I didn't have to see her any other time. <laughs> where else have you been other than Frankfurt as far as outside the country? Like you've been to Asia and stuff like that too, haven't you? Yeah, so again, this is one of the uh, wonderful benefits of uh, the, the field I work in. Um, I've been, been all, over, all over the United States, but also, uh, yeah, Frankfurt. I've been to uh, Northern Italy. Uh, i at a conference in Bologna. Um, and so after that, I spent some time and uh, spent a couple of days in Rome. Uh, I've been to uh, Cambridge in the United Kingdom. And then as a result, spent a couple of days in London. Oh, wow. Uh, did... Did a conference in uh, Uppsala, Sweden, which we were reading up on the Wikipedia page, was the fourth most populated city in Sweden. So we're like, oh, it can't be that bad. It was fucking empty. Um, oh, nobody really? was there. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's the fourth, um, mo- yeah, fourth most populated in Sweden. So you got to yeah, take that Yeah, we're like, account. oh, in Sweden. Oh. Yeah, it's not like the fourth biggest city in America. Yeah, and so that was that was fun. Uh, we, so we actually ended up uh, spending some time in Stockholm after that, and that was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, all of the yeah, I've been to uh, Kobe, Japan. Uh, that was for another work thing. That was a lot of okay. fun. God, see, that's so interesting because I've never, I don't even have a passport. Like I've never been outside the country. So to me, it's fascinating. And it, uh, another thing too, it's funny because now that we're in New York. Uh, Savannah and I, Savannah, obviously everyone knows her friend of the show. Um, she, uh, she was talking about going to see Niagara Falls and she's like, Oh, but we got to go to the the Canada side. And I was like, we can't, you can, I can't. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, wait, what do you mean? And it's like, I'm not allowed in Canada because the DUI, I believe it's because DUIs are considered felonies in Canada. But I remember, I'm going to bring this full circle. Watch how good I am at hosting. (laughs) I remember one time in the zoom call that you started we had um, an aid, an after disaster listener from Canada who was like in law, like a legal assistant or a lawyer or something like that. Oh, and I man. remember she was in there one time. It was like the third or fourth Zoom call. And I remember just picking her brain. I was like, wait, so how do I get back into Can- Like, how can I ever get into Canada? Because just for last, which is a huge comedy festivals in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, it has to be five years after you're done with everything. So probation, all that stuff has to be over with. Then you have to wait five years. Then you have to write a letter to the magistrate, fill out a bunch of forms, and then pay $5,000 to get Jesus. cleared to go back into Canada. And I was like, okay, there's plenty of other comedy festivals. Yeah. Like, totally not worth it. And then I made a really um, erroneous joke uh, to Joe 
This is back when Joe and I were first getting to know each other, and I was like, oh, you, I got to do all my uh, racial humor for you. And I remember she, I, I'll never forget, she like, I did one of the jokes, and she rolled her eyes, and then we never saw her again. She never came back on the Zoom. <laughs> she never came back. So I think that was oh, so incredible. So you were the cause, got it, okay. And, yeah, entirely my fault, 100% my fault. But uh, <laughs> you do mention you travel so much for work, but you also do, you live in San Francisco, correct? I do, yes. Uh, the city so, by the bay. Yeah, and um, everyone who listens to a new low or knows Farzad in any capacity knows you have an undying love for San Francisco. It is a point of contention whenever anybody brings up another city. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but it's not San Francisco. Um, (laughs) I I do. uh, The smug rolls in every night and I I can't, I can't help it. Yeah. You, (laughs) you do love that place, but you did mention um, in the, the list you sent me, you did mention a story about uh, you put it under traveling stories, but you said San Francisco drinking. Yes. So I didn't know where you were going with that because you had it in the travel drinking section, but then you do live in San Francisco, so I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so uh, being a San Francisco, I shouldn't say that. I'm not a San Franciscan. And I, I'm a Bay kid, but I've been living in San Francisco for six years now. Uh, and uh, I became a total Bay Area hipster when I got introduced to uh, Fernet. Um, which is this Italian liqueur that's primarily drank in San Francisco and uh, Buenos Aires. And specifically, uh, if you're from San Francisco, you do a uh, Fernet and ginger, like a ginger pack, like a ginger ale usually. Yeah. Um, so this so do you do tr- a, a shot and then do a ginger back, or do you mix it with ginger as a, as a mixer? No, you, you, you do it as a, as a back, but you don't, and you don't shoot the Fernet. You sip the Fernet. Okay, it's, like in a snifter? Yeah. It's a yeah, yeah. So you, it's... It's a shot, but it's like, yeah, you sip that, and then you can, like, the, the ginger sort of, like, clears any aftertaste. And it's a very, okay. like, strong liqueur, and a lot of people compare it to Jaeger. I think that's completely wrong, but whatever. Um, but it is a very licorice flavor, and it's not for everyone. Um, beyond that, No, it's it for also, San Franciscan hip- fucking hipsters. That's who it's for. That, and also, apparently, it's heavily drink in the industry. Like, bar, it's a bartender's drink. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this ties into the whole travel thing, because one time uh, in Vegas, I was at a bar. Nobody was there. I ordered a Fernet and Ginger back. Uh, the guy's like, the bartender's like, sure, man. And he reaches in his pocket and throws down this coin. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, hey, man, where's your, co- where's your coin? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, this is a thing. The Fernet gives out these Fernet coins. And I'm like, I have, in my entire life, being from the Bay, that's not a thing. That's totally That's not a thing. Not a thing. Totally, you're bullshitting me right now. You're he's making like, no, this no. up. Put your sobriety coin back in your pocket. Yeah, what are you this doing? Yeah, this is some bullshit. And he's like, no, no. So apparently, Fernet puts on these events in various cities, and they mint these like challenge coins for every uh, event that they put on. So there's apparently he was telling me about how apparently he has a San Francisco coin, a California coin, a Las Vegas coin, and a Nevada coin. And like the one he keeps in his pocket is like his. Uh, Nevada coin and he keeps like his other ones like locked up in a case I'm like that's absolutely insane that's totally not a thing and the whole point of him throwing it down is that uh, all the bartenders carry it with them and so you're all supposed to throw it down and the person that doesn't have their coin on them buys a round of Fernet for everyone at the bar oh okay yeah so I was like okay that's crazy never heard of that in my life uh, did you get totally... a coin did you figure no, out I how did... to get a coin I, yeah I've been trying to figure out how to get a coin I haven't heard of any Fernet events going on, in this, especially now during the pandemic. 
came back to the city, asked a bunch of bartender friends about it, and they're like, yeah, totally, they, they're, they're, you're full of shit, that's not a thing. What? Uh, yeah, they're like, yeah, no, you're totally full of shit, that's not a thing, that's, that's totally not a thing. I'm in London, right? Oh, no. <laughs> I go in, I go find, find the hipsterest bar I can find, um, and I walk in, and I'm like, yeah, that can checks I get out. a... That checks out with Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, something called, like, Forget Me Not or something like that in the most hipster neighborhood that I could think of. Anyway, it was, uh, I go to the bartender, I'm like, yeah, can I get a Fernet and Ginger back? And he's like, cool, man, how long are you visiting from San Francisco? And I'm like, bitch, how'd you know I'm not from Buenos Aires? He's like, because you didn't order a Fernet and Coke. That's what uh-huh. Buenos Aires does. San Francisco does Fernet and Gingers. I'm like, oh, okay. And then this one bar back was just giving me shit. He's like, oh, you're drinking ginger? That's fucking minion. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with drinking ginger ale. It's What's wrong with that? And so like, I'm like, after he like pours it to me, I'm like, hey, man, let me ask you a question. Do you have a Fernet coin? He's like, oh, mate, yeah, here it is. And I'm like, that's not a thing. No one has Fernet coins. What oh is this God. thing? Yeah. So apparently it's international. It's like excludes San Francisco. I was gonna say everyone knows yeah. about it except everyone you guys. knows about it. It happened to be I, same thing in LA. Like I asked the dude, a bartender in LA, he's like, "Oh yeah, dude, I got my Fernet coin right here." I'm like, "It's not a thing." <laughs> it's not a thing. I've been in the industry for 18 years and I've never heard of this. But again, I don't bartend; I serve, so it might be different. Maybe in your drinking days, it may have been more prevalent. But then again, I don't know how you would have fared on Fernet. Yeah, I don't. Especially if you say it's, you know, it's it kind of got a Jaeger li- li- licorice kind of a taste to it. I'm, I, so the only thing I ever did that was kind of a liqueur based was uh, Rumpelman's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it was a hundred proof and it was the bars that I used to go to was like $5 a shot. So it's ice cold. You just pound it, tastes like Christmas and you do three or four of those and then you do a couple of mixed drinks and you're good to drive home. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there you go. So, speaking of drunk driving, I did want to bring this up. It's something I forgot about until you started talking about San Francisco. Um, you tend to like to bike ride a lot. Um, I used to, yes. Yeah, you, you used to bike. <laughs> this is something I remember from when we all first started doing the Zoom. Didn't you have an incident when you were trying to fish and you biked to fishing or something like that? I could I... be totally mistaken, but didn't you crash drunkenly on your bike? I did not crash. I made it home very safely. Okay. But I was, I should not have been riding a bike because I did uh, drink a six-pack as a form of hydration on the beach. Okay. <laughs> Whatever happened to that bike? It got stolen, didn't it? That bike, yeah, that bike got stolen. I got a and new they, one. Yeah, didn't you try to buy it back or you found it or something like that? No, yeah. I, I've... <laughs> what happened with that? That's an interesting yeah, that story. Was, I, that's a crazy story now that you bring it up. Yeah, so that was, we caught like... Uh, so during the pandemic, there, there was a spike of uh, bike thefts where they were like breaking into like garages and clearing out any bikes that they could find. Um, and so, yeah, these guys had, uh, yeah, they brought like portable angle grinders and were just like cutting every single lock in the garage and stealing all the bikes. And so we caught them on camera, um, stealing all, all the bikes in the garage. My bike and your bike stolen. was one of them. My bike was one of them. Um, and then like the following week I was, uh, and this is in a garage. Was this in like an apartment complex or something? Yeah, this was in our apartment building. We had like a, the lower floor was a, uh, was a garage. And so, and it was like their bikes in there and then they just, everyone had their bikes there. And yeah. And so everybody, we locked them up anyway, because they still like would, even if the door was left open, they'd like jack them real quickly. Uh, that was like having my first, first bike actually. (laughs) Okay. God, Um, San Francisco. Yeah, no. And so, like, a week later, I'm 
on a date with this girl. We go, we try to go to this bar that was still closed. And so we're like, all right, well, let's try to go somewhere else. And as we're waiting for an Uber, I hear like this homeless man, like on a bike, like blaring music. I'm like, man, he's like enjoying his time, having a great time. And he's just like riding it along slowly, like probably high as a kite, whatever. Uh, Uber pulls up as I'm getting into the car, the bike, the bike goes past me and I'm like, Hey man, those are some, that's a really nice blue bike. And Hey, that looks like the back end of my, uh, holy shit. That's my bike. What the <laughs> shit? And so like, as I'm getting into the Uber, I'm like screaming, that's my bike. And she's like, Oh, you want to follow him? I'm like, yeah, Uber man, follow him. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. He like turned the corner and disappeared. And so that was the last day I ever saw it. God, so it was, I remember it was we were talking crazy. about that because I was like, wait, you found it? And you're like, well, I kind of found it, but then not so much. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I knew, like, I'm like, sure, there's a chop shop there. I know if I, like, wander around there, I'm sure I'll find it. And yeah, sure enough, it was like, ah, oh, fucking A. That's hilarious. You, um, so you did mention uh, Vegas earlier. Uh, you did write down, now this is a very kind of vague story, uh, you just put a couple of key words, but something about um, the police department in Las Vegas and hotel security, was this at the recent trip to Vegas or was this way before? This was a previous trip. Uh, okay, was this I, uh, for work or for pleasure, like what were you doing? Oh, we're. this was for pleasure, uh, work okay. has banned Las Vegas due to... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's... There was a certain scandal that happened a few years ago where a uh, the a watchdog agency had spent a, a lot of money in Vegas. So as a result, uh, no government agency is allowed to book in Vegas anymore. Oh wow! I figured it was just because too many people were calling up higher ups, darling. Oh, uh, oh. no, See we only do that in Denver. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, I was, was I was solo. I think a friend of mine was like coming in the following day, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go try to meet some chicks at a bar, baby." Yeah. So I'm at this bar and end up talking to this uh, woman who's uh, she's apparently there with her friend who's like on a date there. So she was supposed to be her wingman or something like that, and so she's like alone and looking for dudes or whatever. On the prowl. And, yeah, on the prowl. And so I end up like talking her up and we end up closing down that bar. And uh, her friend is like, yeah, no, she's actually my neighbor. I really don't know her that well, but you know, whatever. She, we're just going to have a good time. And her other, her, her man friend seemed pretty cool. And we were both like sort of off doing our own things anyway. So we end up going to another bar and uh, me and this woman sit down next to this group of uh, gay men and she starts yelling at them some very derogatory things. The girl like, that you're hanging out with. Yeah, she. I think she just like. I think she's like this. Is, oh, it's an f word party. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. You can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that. And at this point, I'm. I will say, I'm pretty blitzed out of my mind. They're not How too happy. How long ago was this? This was. Ooh, was this 2000? 14 maybe something so like that. so way way too late Wait. in the century to be saying stuff like that no yeah it was yeah it was in the teens you don't say that shit yeah and so i'm just kind of I mean, like you never say that stuff but you, people listening know what i'm talking about no yeah exactly and so i, I was kind of like eh, okay i was drunk I'm, like, I'm just gonna ignore that you know whatever i'm drunk yeah you're drunk um, trying to get laid you're just gonna let that one you're gonna let that I'm one just gonna, i'm just ignore that that didn't happen i'm just gonna keep yeah. drinking um and she kind of yeah and so they're just kind of like not happy with her uh, and then after a while, 
she there's like a bunch of like servers are like sort of crowding around us and then all of a sudden the men in suits that are hotel security show up and these are oh, not, wow. not like yeah the guys you don't the guy i think the head of security was there like this seven foot tall giant brick of a man who's like <laughs> yeah like it, if i poked him i think i'd break my finger like that yeah. kind of like dude yeah, he like walks Vegas over security it's not fucking daytona beach security it's no Vegas it's security. like it's the real guys and i'm like kind of like sweating bullets all of a sudden and they're like they're like man we need to you need to come over here we need to talk to you and so they take her away and one of the guys comes over and he's like i did you a favor buddy i'm like i don't know what's happening okay what's that what's going on and they like take her outside the bar, and then shortly thereafter, Vegas PD shows up. Oh shit! And escort her outside the hotel room, outside the hotel premises, and are now talking to her outside. And I'm just and yeah, head of security is still there, and I'm just like sweating bullets. I don't know what's going on. And after a while, Vegas PD comes back. And is like, sir, uh, we'd like to speak to you for a second. I'm like, oh, oh no. I'm like, okay, okay. And so like, I put down my drink. And I'm like, shitting bullets. I'm like, oh, no, no. Just bring a drink with you. It's totally fine. You're not in trouble. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, yeah, we just got a report that this is a uh, lady of the evening. Have you been asked to, to exchange any services? I'm like, I oh, just shit, literally bro. met her and... I don't know anything. Like, I just met her at the bar. Like, I don't know anything about no services. There was no discussion of that at all. And there wasn't. Like, genuinely, there wasn't. Like, well, that's a report we got. And uh, we're not going to... She's not allowed back in the hotel. In the hotel, So, uh, she's outside if you want to talk to her. And I'm like, okay. And she's, like, just drunk out of her mind, screaming at the cops. And she's like, oh, you don't know who I am. Like, I'm going to call 911. And she's like, no, ma'am. I've already called him. Uh, we are nine one one. Yeah, we are. We're, I'm already here. Like you don't know. And he's like, no, this is ridiculous. Like, oh, it's going off on him. And then she's like, if you call nine one one, we're gonna have to arrest you, ma'am. And he's like, no, I'm gonna do it. And she does it. And like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, I'm out. I don't know what's going yeah, on. I don't. I don't know her. Was, I've never seen so, like, her. So like, I left. Before. And like, when her, her friend and uh, was like there, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. Apparently, there was like a report that she was somebody like trying to solicit. I don't know anything. I'm out. She's like, no, I so don't wait, think So wait, do you think true. it was the guys called the cops and just made something up? Pro- I think they probably reported her to, to like, hotel security, and they don't fuck with that at all. Uh, yeah, because that's so, not legal inside of Vegas, correct? Right, right. That's hilarious. So they were like, oh, you want to call us that? Oh, we got something for you, you fucking prostitute. Yeah. And then they just called the hotel security. Call, call the hotel security. If that's how it worked out, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was. And so, yeah, he's like, yeah, I did. So now, like, it all, like, afterwards, I was still, like, drunk, shitting bullets. Like, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Am I going to get arrested? What's happening? Now, in the retrospect, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that guy really did do me a favor. Yeah, for sure. But, and that's also something you can't argue with because yeah. it's it's not like drugs or a weapon where if it's, on, it's either on you or it's not on you. Like, if somebody calls the cops and says she was soliciting me she's a prostitute inside the hotel first of all the hotel takes that super seriously and they're Mm -hmm. like no get her out so there's nothing because of course she's going to say no i'm not a prostitute but anybody in that situation would say no i'm not a prostitute right so it's like there's nothing you can like you're just done like that's just done like you can't fight it like it's just like no don't even try like just just go home at that point just pack your shit go home that's awesome because it's there's nothing you can say you're absolutely not no Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it it was a roller coaster. It was a bit of a roller coaster. God, that's hilarious. Yeah. Do you go to Vegas a lot? I not often. 
Uh, I guess like once or once every like two years. Okay. I like end up. Going How far to Vegas is Vegas somehow. from San Francisco? Do you fly in or do you? It's like drive? an hour flight. It's not too bad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I I know it's it's what a five hour drive from L A. That's why that's mm-hmm. kind of my bearings. But San Francisco is what four hours from L A. Uh, five or six hours. Okay, Jesus. So do you go to L A. often or do you only go for events and stuff? Usually it was before the pandemic. It was like once a year because uh, either the AD or Mike or even. Sometimes it was just like a conference that we, we had there once that I just like hung around L.A. And uh, I, I do have like a sort of a love affair with L.A. It's like a, it, I do like it, like especially I know a lot of people give me shit for it, but I love Venice Beach. I love how it's like just Berkeley, but with like uh, beach, but, but beachfront property. So it's just like a bunch of like dirty homeless people and dirty hippies. And it's great. I, that's, yeah, because you're the mayor of dirty hippie town. That's yeah. I mean, I spent, I spent my college years. You're, yeah, you go Bears. Like I, you know, I bleed blue and gold. So it's like I, you know, I spent my time in Berkeley, and I. That's my, yeah. I, like I said, you know, go Bears. Like it's just that's. I still have season tickets, baby. We might have go going. We might have a season this year, so I'm super stoked for that. Yeah, they're gonna have a season. College football is not slowing down. I hope not. I hope not. God, I cannot. It's so interesting because when I think about what you do, I always think, I mean, obviously, aside from the podcasting, I always think like buttoned up suit and tie. But for those of you listening, check out Farzad's Instagram or his Twitter. This is a, a man with big glasses and a giant beard and long hair. And he definitely you definitely when I think, you know, buttoned up corporate world, you know, doing sciencey stuff. I'm always and then I look at you telling stories about getting your bike stolen and going on dates and flirting with girls and stuff. I'm always like. Yeah. Wait, those are the same. That's the same world. Those are the same people. Yeah, no, we don't like. So actually, the funny thing is where I work is if you show up with like so much of a like button up shirt, they're like, what the fuck are you wearing? Yeah. You're way too formal right now. Like legit, like they were, I think they actually asked my boss one time was telling me a story about how they asked him like uh, to put on jeans because he was way too formal. Oh really? Um, yeah. So. Well, so that's a, it's very interesting because the the research world, like the the world you come from, um, you know, PhDs and masters and all that kind of stuff. It's very similar to the, the world I dabble in as far as being an artist, only because, and I use the term artist loosely, but because what we do, the mechanism we use to provoke whatever we're trying to provoke. In my case, it's human emotion. In your case, it's research. But it, it, it centers in our mind. So it doesn't mm-hmm. like we're not in finance. Like we don't have to dress up. We're not trying to impress anybody with how we look. We try to impress people with what we're trying to say. And in your case, what you're trying to discover. So it's interesting because my older brother, who I've talked about before, uh, he's a PhD from Cornell, like super smart guy. But same kind of thing. Like, you know, he'll wear like Birkenstocks and shorts and a T-shirt. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy. This guy at one point was living in France trying to cure prostate cancer, and you would never guess by looking at him because you're just like, "What is this hippie doing?" Yeah, most of the time, just take a look at like, like just um, how did Einstein dress? That's yeah, like exactly, about yeah. the pal- caliber of like your basic researcher. Well, and it's interesting too because so I see it in the capacity that I'm in. The so just from speaking on what I can speak on, so comedians always, for the most part, dress like slobs. But then the agents and the managers are always like sharp dressed suits, 
because they're the ones who are basically frauds. Like they don't have any actual talent. They're representing the talent. So it's I would assume it's very similar in your world where it's, the researchers, it's, the discovery people are wearing whatever. And then it's the managers and the, the, the middle management and stuff that are all dressed up. And you're like, fuck you. You're a fucking idiot. It's yeah, it's nearly identical. Unfortunately, most of the time that you can't really call them a fucking idiot because they like have, yeah. they're, they've done their Ph.D. track, did their research. And then they're like. I'm going to retire just do management now by just like, Oh, okay. So they're actual. So, and so in my case, what I was going to say is a lot of times managers and stuff are failed comedians, but those are people who haven't failed. They just finished. Yeah. They, they're, they've, or they're just like, yeah, they're, uh, they want to get more into like the moving money around to like other research. So they actually have to understand what we're like doing to be able to then be able to pitch it to, uh, oh, other people. See, I thought it was very much like they're, like in a hospital, like there's administrators and then there's actual health, you know what I mean? Healthcare worker. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference. Like there's right. people who manage it and then there's people who actually do something. I thought right. it was similar in your field where there's people who actually do the research and then there's people who just have like an administrative background. But those those people actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, they, they have to be they have to get their uh, feet wet in actual research to be able to like understand, OK, this is what's happening. Um, and. They like have to at least from our side. They have to hustle to get us money, right? So they have to like yeah. be able to do like Wine two minute pitches. Dime. Yeah, yeah I've and seen be the able Big to Bang like theory. I know how it works. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Just get me triggered, why don't you? Oh man, but um, <laughs> this is the last story that you did send me, but it's pretty hilarious. You were talking about a friend. Um, you got your uh, friend's husband way too high. Indeed. So this was set this uh, whole thing up because this is interesting to me. Yeah, so this is uh, this is at my old apartment. Um, I was hosting a thanks a friendsgiving. Um, I had uh, smoked a turkey that was actually really delicious. Even my buddy, who's like a very harsh critic, was like, "This is the best turkey I've had. It's very moist, very good." It's like a very, anyway. Sorry, won't get off on throw, the food. Had to throw that in there. I'm sorry, it's, I had to throw it in there. Um, and so at the end of the night, I was like, hey, who wants to smoke some uh, some of the devil's lettuce? Uh, and uh, my friend and her husband were like, uh, "They this was like their, give some backstory. They uh, recently had moved from, uh, they're originally from Ukraine. Um, okay. Just moved to, uh, moved to the Bay Area. And so this was like their first like American experience where I'm like, yes, come over, have Thanksgiving. And it's it's yeah, American. Yeah, say Thanksgiving, that's the most American. Yeah, you got you to gotta have the most American experience. So this was like the first time we were all like hanging out together. Um, and so like, yeah, it's at the end of the night, pull out the devil's lettuce and like, yeah, oh yeah, we'll come up and try. And so uh, we went outside. And so the way that our, apart that apartment was set up, uh, there was an outdoor patio. Uh, which was, if you, I'm sure you remember, that was where I like zoomed all the time. Yeah, that's where you always were yeah. on the Zoom calls. Yeah, for sure. And so there's there's two sets of stairs. Uh, one set of stairs goes up uh, to a large garden patio that's open for everybody in the building, and another set of stairs that goes down into the aforementioned garage. Yeah. Um, so we go up. We go go up into the public into the like big garden area for the building. There's like a table there. We all sit down. Um, I load up a, I load up a bong, and I take a hit, pass it to my friend. She like sniffs it. She's like, "Nope, I'm sorry, I can't do this." And I'm like, "I oh, yeah, no pressure." So she goes down, goes back inside. Um, her husband takes a hit, 
And then we pass it on to like everybody else at the party. And so we do a round every around. She goes, so, and he's, he's standing up and he's just like, yeah, I don't feel anything. I don't think I got anything. We're like, all right, well here, take a second hit. Yeah. Okay. And so it's, yeah. He takes a second hit. And he's like, Oh, I feel it. We're like, yeah, you do, bro. And so like, he's just standing there. Uh, and then he goes like, all of a sudden he just goes like, I, I can't move. We're like, it's, it's okay, buddy. You're just high. Just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Here's a chair. Breathe. Sit down. Go, just yeah. breathe. And let me get you a glass of water. You want some water? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he grabs the bong. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't no. want to. Don't, don't drink that. Don't drink that. We'll just sit here. Cut, sit, put your head down. Breathe. I'll go relax. I'll, go, I'll get, get you some water. I run downstairs. Grab a glass uh, glass cup, which was that wasn't smart. Um, you'll find out here in a bit. Uh get him some water and he's just drinking it, you know, keep minding his own business. Um, we're just like talking, doing whatever. And all of a sudden he just like bolts up and just starts running towards the stairs and is running down the stairs. And I'm like, Oh buddy, be careful. And so I hear like running and then all of a sudden I hear boom. And then the sound of broken glass. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh fuck. What just happened? So I run down there, and he's just kind of like, you know, looking around, kind of like. Crazy. Is he on the ground? Is he standing up? What's happening? He's kind of like stumbling. He's like on the ground. He's just gotten up, and there's glass everywhere because the glass cup that I had given him. And I'm like, "Hey, man, you okay?" And he just like slowly turns around, looks me, looks at me, and goes, "Da," and then starts screaming in Russian. And Ukrainian, I'm Ukrainian, like, but yeah. No, no, this was specifically Russian. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they speak both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's screaming, he's screaming something in Russian. My friend runs out. She's like, "What's going on?" He starts screaming at her in Russian. I'm like, "Hey, I don't, I don't know what's happening right now." That's so terrible because technically it's kind of your fault. And exactly, just, but it's not your fault. Like, handle your fucking drugs. But it's, at the same time, it's kind of like, eh, I did give it to him. So you're in that weird spot where it's like, I, I I'm responsible sorry? for this yeah. now. Yeah. So they like, uh, she takes them upstairs, uh, they go into my room, they're in there for a while, um, and after a bit she comes out, she's like, yeah, he's not calming down, I don't know what to do, uh, I think we should call an ambulance. Oh, like, no. oh no, it's fine, he's just got a really bad trip, he needs to sleep it off, and then someone at the party's like, well he did like fall, he could have hit his head, he could have a concussion. Oh, so stop being such we babies. Should we should be careful. I'm like, all right, fine. Call 911. So we call 911. They show this up. This is when the weed is legal, though, in California, correct? So you're not going to get in trouble? Was weed? It had just passed, but it wasn't, like, legal legal. Okay. Gotcha. Like, it was still medically legal at the time. Yeah. Um, but it, So it had passed, but it hadn't been enacted into law Hadn't yet. been enacted yet. And so paramedics show up. They, like, he can't, like, walk. So it takes, like, three guys... One on each arm and one to carry his legs out. Uh, they load him up in the back of the ambulance. And they're like, the paramedics are like chatting me up like, listen, man, you're not in trouble. Just tell me what you did. Like, what, what it was. I'm like, it was just. What you yeah. did. No, 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 yeah. no. Let's not <laughs> exactly. take a step like, back. This I is a grown-ass man. He was like, it's just some wine and some uh, marijuana. That's all it was. I bought it from such and such store. Like, it's all legal. Like, it's all up, up, up above board. Nothing like street shit. He's like, Did you, it was laced with anything. I'm like, absolutely not. It was nothing. It's just weed. I'm like, like, all right, all right. We believe you. And I'm like, all right, well, like, is this normal? Like, do you see this shit all the time? Like, oh, yeah, we do. You see this shit all the time. Really? Happened, they're like, people can't handle their weed. And they just, like, freak the fuck out. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
And so they haul him off to the hospital. After like a few hours, they release him and they go home. The next time I see my friend, like like a few days later, she goes, oh, do I have a story for you? What happened? And she tells me his perspective. So apparently when he was like, had his head down and was just like uh, drinking the water, he was like, man, I am way too high. How do I stop myself from getting this high? Well, if I go back in time, I'll be able to stop myself and I'll tell myself not to get this high. Well, how do I go back in time? I'll just retrace my steps really fast. And I'm oh like, oh my god! So that's what was you know going what high head. logic that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, everyone knows about uh, what is it, Superman two? Superman, spins, right? Yeah. yeah. He just went around backwards a bunch of times and he went back in time. So that's all he had to do. So that was why he was bolting as fast as he could down the stairs. Um, but then when he uh, tripped and fell, he thought he had died. Oh, really? And when he woke up, and f- when he woke up, when he like turned around and saw that everything was still the same, uh, he thought he was st- he-, he thought he was locked in purgatory. So oh, that's what so he was screaming he in out, Russian. Yeah. Apparently, was he's like, "I'm locked in purgatory." Oh God! And then when they were in my room. Um, he's also like a coder. So he was like, he saw like a book on HTML and he's like, of course, this is of course, this is purgatory. I'm stuck coding HTML for the rest of my life. This is the worst. Um, it doesn't stop there. Apparently he, when they get him on, get him to the hospital, uh, they have him hooked up to an IV. Um, and he's just like relaxing. He's chill. Uh, and all of a sudden he like bolts up. Rips the IV out of his arm uh. and starts running down the hallway, screaming in English this time. Apparently, I'm going to kill El Diablo. And as he's like, they're like chasing him down the hallways in the hospital. He like sees a Hispanic-looking orderly, stops, points at him, and goes, "You know what I'm talking about." What? <laughs> and that's when they like tackle him and they like have to like restrain him and stuff and then eventually like they he calms down enough where they like he finally is released but she's like yeah um he's never touching weed ever again fuck that shit (laughs) yeah that's an insane that's insane i've i've done a lot of different drugs and never once have i had that kind of uh reaction ever i've done weed a lot and it's never had that bad of a reaction i've had bad reactions but not that one yeah, but that's a, that sounds like something you like in a reaction you would have to like bath salts or which is the fake Molly from China or you know like PCP like, or something. Yeah, PCP angel dust, something like that. I I've been around a lot of weed smokers in my life and I've tried it a few times and never once have I seen anything like that. That's that's like some next level kind of shit. I mean, the, it was the strain was called Romulan, so maybe he did uh, picture himself as a Romulan. Yeah, when, this is a little Star Trek reference. This is a Star Wars only <laughs> podcast, though. So on that note, we're going to end it there. No, I'm just. <laughs> but pl- no, but for real, we are coming to that point. Plug everything one more time, Farzad. Let everyone know where they can find you, the podcast, the network, the whole deal. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Doing It for Science on all social media. Uh, you can follow the podcast at A New Low Pod on all social media. Uh, our website is anewlow.co, where you can find all of our podcasts. That includes A New Low, our flagship, Who Does a Pod, our musical podcast, uh, Cheers from the Press Box, featuring our yours truly, Brennan, and uh, Joe, 
And Misbehavior Journal Club, which is our neuroscience podcast. Boom. You sounded like you were reading it from a script, baby. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Follow me on all social media again, Brennan T. Comedy, uh, BrennanTComedy.com. Going to have some dates coming up here in the city. Once I kind of get a little more settled, give me another week, and we'll start putting some dates up. Thank you again, everybody, so much for listening. Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Get your ex-drinking buddy merch, and we will talk to you all next week. See you.